What's up, everybody? This is Alex Kelly back here with another episode of the Furloughed Film Talks bro- podcast, virtually with my brother Ryan. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? How are you, buddy? I'm good, dude. Yeah, I'm a second yeah. day of a new job. And I was about to say, do you have any news that you want to share with the people? No, I just got a new job. I'm far less stressed. It's hopefully going to be hopefully be a good good uh, change for the better. So. But you very have, happy. You have an official wedding date. Oh, I do. Yes, but I'm I'm not going to announce that on a on a live, uh, live show. That'd be silly. I, I won't. Plus, my oh yeah. I'm just speaking of wedding and and everything. Uh, my fiance would wish that I said hello to all of our fans. So ah, Tom Marina, hello to everybody. <laughs> She's gonna bust the down door down and just be like, I didn't say that. She hopes uh, said that like ten minutes ago to uh, our all fifteen of our listeners. Hello, Vinny, and the other three people. I uh, have to say though, we get the little email every Monday of like. How many downloads we got the previous week? Yeah, I I would just like to say a, a warm thank you to the ten to fifteen people that consistently listen to our show. I I every pretty, week, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, I I mean, we never get below ten. Yeah. We never get above twenty. So I mean, you know, I'm not going to complain because oh. yeah, this is what it is. But steady, steady growth. Um, I I appreciate the. Uh, the consistency of our, our fan base yes um no but back to the wedding stuff because i'm gonna heart belabor this point okay um this is a hundred percent not our demographic bro talking I don't about my shit. wedding uh no because it, it does go into the furloughed film talks world mm-hmm. you had mentioned to me a couple weeks ago that we might get about an hour of time at the venue a couple mm-hmm. days before the wedding Potentially, is that, is that in the contract? I'll have to check. Um, I don't have the uh, ten-page contract memorized, but uh, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to check. Ryan, yeah. all I give a shit about is how this benefits for load film talks. All right. Oh, I, I understand. I don't I mean, care about your wedding. We could do like a, we could do like a re- uh, rehearsal slash uh, podcast duo. Like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure all of my guests will wait as we uh record a podcast in the man cave before before our rehearsal yeah um just provide them with copious amounts of margaritas and everything will be fine yeah yeah yeah. i'm sure the i'm sure the staff's gonna be drinking uh oh you mean the staff i'm in our family oh right 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 yeah oh by the way there is a um a uh like literally in the contract it says that um, in the man cave, we can only have beer and wine, no hard liquor, so that everyone is is vertical for the uh, for the actual ceremony. I can eat you, bro. I don't. You know me. I don't freaking drink. Fuck this. I don't fucking drink uh, <laughs> hard liquor. It's beer for me and beer only. Okay. Well, and we're also gonna have to like limit the the number of accessible yinglings in the man cave prior to the ceremony what the fuck yeah you get two you get two before the wedding lick my ass and call me sally i will have seven we'll have no 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 well, hold, on, have... hold, on, hold on i say that no i want to be coherent to watch that moment after yeah. the fact 
all bets are off. Yeah, you're gonna have a five hour fucking reception to drink yourself into a stupor. Okay, five um, hours. Yeah. What the sh? Okay, fuck it. All right. I'm yeah, I think we're up. or I think we're hoping to do the the ceremony at like four thirty five, and then we have until like midnight. Oh fuck yeah! All right, cool. No, yeah, so you can get time. fucking wasted, and then like uh, hopefully we're, we're gonna have we're gonna get rooms at the uh, Omni uh, Frisco at the PGA uh, headquarters. Mm. We're hoping it's it, that will open in time for the wedding. When's that supposed to open? It's this is spring twenty twenty three, so we're hoping by May it's gonna be it'll be open. Yeah, the prices might still be fucking high. Right, I don't know. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck it. Wedding talk here on Furloughed Film Talks. Everybody, I appreciate you guys. All 10 of you to 15. However many people, fuck it. We don't care. Thank you guys for checking out this episode. I'm seeing an ad right now for the new Bros movie, which I'm not super stoked on. But if you want to go check that out, go check it out. Is that Uh, the Uber? Yes. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Let me cut that off right there. Uh, I feel like we should like have a bet and the loser has to go see that movie by themselves. Oh, I'm 100% down for that. Okay. What's the bet? I don't know. It has to be something that's like that we have control over. It can't be like over a game or something. It has to be like. No, but I think that's more fun. Like that's because like both of us will strive hardcore to not have to see that movie. We have to put it on something that like. That we don't have any like direct influence over. Yeah. Uh, Okay. But. What okay, but what can we do? Can we do a college football game? Yeah, we'd have to do something that is like a, a true toss up. It can't be something that's like yes. Oh, uh, hold on, let me. So it can't be Clemson Wake Forest. No, that that and watch Arkansas this. Texas A and M. Yes, I'll okay. take A and M. You'll take A and M. Yeah. Okay. All right, you take Arkansas. I'll take I'll take Arkansas. All right, so whoever's team loses has to go see Bros. Hold on. Wait, let me see what the... By themselves in booty shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. It's You Texas... almost said yes! <laughs> no, no, no. It's Texas A&M minus 2.0. So that's pretty even, That's right? very even. and That's even. under a field goal. They're um, even teams. Like, Arkansas has got a really good, like, he's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, quarterback. Dude's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, A&M's quarterback, King, is not great, but their defense is stout. So, like, yeah. That's, that's okay. Okay. Awesome. okay. If we like who the loser, do they truly have to go by themselves or can their significant other go with them? This is more a question than anything. Uh huh. Would Marina go see that with you? I don't know, but I think, I think better you should yet, have to better yet, better bet. Okay. If AM loses, I have to go see Bros with Alexis. If Arkansas loses, you have to go see Smile and Marina has to go. Ha <laughs> ha. She would murder me, bro. Oh, I know. She would, like, she would straight kick me out of my home and, <laughs> and hand me back, back the here. Yeah. Um, um, no, no, no. Yes, okay. Yes. Significant others can go with. No, no, no. I think I think you have to go by yourself. Mm. I think you have to go by yourself and you have to wear a tank top. And you have to take pictures and we have to post it to social media. Okay. All Is right. It- Is that the final? Yes. Okay. Right there. All right, loser, and and we're not going on the the line. It's just straight up win or lose. Yeah, win or loser does not mean spread okay. does not matter. Whoever spread wins. doesn't matter. And loser yeah. goes to these bros by themselves <laughs> wearing a tank top and has to have 
photographic. Oh, in a tank top. Yeah, you have to wear a tank top. All right, I'm all right. I'm so down for this. You have to wear something gay, but not something so gay that you like, you know, like make small children, you know, uncomfortable as you're walking through the, the Cinemark that you go to. Yeah, you have to wear a tank top, and you have to have you have to have photographic evidence of you finishing of, the movie of the ticket and yeah, like the end credits. Yeah. There's so many layers I want to add on to this now. No, no, no. We stop it there. Virtual handshake. I really want to be like, you have to go <laughs> see it. I want you, I want you to be like. It's like you're just jacking yourself up. Like in bros. Uh, yeah. Two bros jacking each other. No, I really want you to like have to go see Netflix now. Fuck no. Oh, okay. Should we add that layer to the uh, the, the winner gets to pick what theater the loser goes and sees it at? Within a, I'll say fifteen mile radius. Okay, done. Okay, because yeah. I because like if it was anywhere, I would send you to fucking flicks. Right, and I would and send would not you be to like the, any theater in Oakland. Oh, I'd be down for that. Fuck that. Yeah. Okay. Um, no. you'd be you'd be seeing pros at Texas theater. I <laughs> could show it at Texas theater, bro. <laughs> I'm looking that up now. Um, but yeah, look forward to this bet payoff here on the Furlough Film Talks podcast. You'll be able yeah. to check that out on be fun. Instagram at Furloughed Film Talks and on Twitter at Furloughed Film. That's going to be a hoot nanny of a time. I'm going to be watching the game Saturday night and, and Marina's parents are going to be like, what the fuck is happening? I'm pretty sure that's a day game. It's 6, 6 p.m. They put that at fucking 6? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's usually a on ESPN because I used to go to that game with the Pains. Wow. Yeah, it's at AT and T Stadium, right? Yeah, it's always it's been at AT and T Stadium for over a decade now. Um, because it used to be the like Southwest Classic before A and M was in the SEC, and then they had to change up everything. Um, but it's a fun game, dude. It's a really really good time. And it's awesome that both of them are ranked. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is number ten, so maybe I backed the wrong horse here on uh. <laughs> This bros bet. It's, it's, it's literally a bros bet. So this is true. God, I hope I don't have to go see that fucking movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, we got two things to talk about today. In a minute, we will harp on the last two episodes of House of the Dragon on HBO Max, the Game of Thrones spinoff. We'll spend a little bit of time on last week's episode but we'll spend most of our time on this week's episode because the action has been cranked up tenfold um shit's getting real all the actresses that have been basically told to us that they were going to get replaced this was their last episode so we'll get into all that craziness here in a minute on the george rr martin uh show story i don't know It's a a show. It's a TV show. So we'll get to that in a second. But first, we have been neglecting a story that has been just all over the place the last couple of years, years, weeks. Um, It started back in 2019, really blew up with a spit heard around the world. We are, of course, talking about the movie that comes out this Friday in your local cinemas. If you are a crazy cinephile, you can see it Thursday night. Or tomorrow night because this episode will come out on Wednesday. We're talking about what movie, Ryan? Don't worry, darling. 
bitch, you better be worrying because this movie has been all over the place. Currently sitting at a, I'm pretty sure, a 36. 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy hell, this was a movie that both of us were looking forward to. Wait, can I can I just just interrupt you real quick? Guess what? No. Okay, don't look at your screen. Guess what? Bros has on Rotten Tomatoes. The Woman King has gotten like a ninety-five. I'm not hopeful right now. So eighty-seven, ninety-four. God. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, yeah, the Woman King is baffling to me, actually. For, like, for getting, the director of Forgetting Sarah Marshall did bros, so maybe there are some legitimate laughs, but ending a trailer where it was like, hey, y'all remember straight people? They had a good run. Go fuck yourself. Like, Yeah, some really, really uh, bad Whatever. Shit. But whatever. Yeah. One of us will be forced to go see that. Woman King legitimately has <laughs> a 95% on Ron and Zepeda's. 99% audience score. That's insane. Sorry, go. No, 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 go ahead. This might be the opposite like of the Dark Phoenix effect where the Rotten Tomatoes score is so high, I just have to go see it. Mm-hmm. The Dark Phoenix effect to me was like, it's so low, I have to go see it. Yeah, you have to go see why why it's so bad. Yeah, I really might have to check that one out. Um, I do we haven't, I haven't been to a movie in probably three-ish weeks. Like, I haven't been yep. to a theater in a minute. Last time or last thing I saw was uh, three thousand years of longing. Probably, Same. yeah. So I'm gonna. All right, House of the Dragon. Let's let's yeah. kick back into that. No, 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 don't worry, darling. My bad. Don't worry, darling. Okay, Ryan's just ready to get into dragon talk. Yeah, I'm ready to like just bash episode four and then like just spray my praise all over episode five. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, don't worry, darling. Do we want to run through like all the the highlights of the drama that dates back to July of 2019? I think we need to really focus on. No, let's start at the beginning because my brain would be like, let's start with like the suit, the the shit that just happened. But yeah, everything happened in Venice. You really kind of so... need to set up why everything in venice was so crazy okay let me i will just like do the quick hits and then we'll like give that way we'll give the context and we'll like stop right before everything that happened at the venice film festival yeah so all right movies announced in july 2019 this is going to be olivia wilde's second movie after um book smart is that right Hmm. okay april 2020 shia labeouf and florence Pugh are announced as the film's leads Great. Okay. Uh, September 11th, Harry Styles takes over for Shia LaBeouf. This is in the wake of Shia LaBeouf's whole shit show of abuse and blah, 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 whatever. Just being uh, a general crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. was her first feature. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, November 2020, Olivia Wilde says she did a little victory dance when Harry Styles was signed on for the film. Okay, now we're at December 24th, 2020. People confirms that Olivia Wilde fired Shia LaBeouf. Uh, the story was that Wilde had fired LaBeouf 
uh, from Don't Worry Darling, despite, despite previous reports that the actor left due to a scheduling conflict. Um, reported the firing revelation article in Bus Career following the lawsuit his ex-girlfriend, FKA Twigs, filed against him. Barnett accused the actor of sexually and physically assaulting and battering her and only giving her a sexually transmitted disease in a lawsuit filed on December 11, 2020. Uh, importance of pointing out that LaBeouf, uh, Shia LaBeouf denied all these allegations. Right. Okay. Uh, Jan 5th, 2021. A little bit wild and Harris Files are photographed holding hands. This is when the rumors of their, you know, uh, fucking little fling comes out. Which, let's, let's put a bookmark there and just, let's, let's, uh, let's just kinda, A, no, no, I'll just, I'll just, Point out, and then I'll we'll move on. We we can touch on this later. It's kind of fucking weird that a little bit wild and Harry Styles are a thing. A and B, Harry uh, or Olivia Wilde can lick every square inch of my asshole for fucking over Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis is like God's grace on earth, and Olivia Wilde did him dirty, and I am not gonna put up with it. I had no idea where you were going with that when I heard licking your asshole. Every square inch. And yes, thank you for clarifying what inches he. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, moving on. Uh, February 4, 2021. Olivia Wilde says she has a no asshole policy after firing Shia LaBeouf. Maybe not with Ryan, I guess, but we'll see. Weird that, you know, it's kind of looks like Carrie Styles might be a fucking asshole. All right, moving on. Uh, February 15th, 2021, Don't Worry Darling filming wraps. All right. Uh, December 2021, Olivia Wilde discusses highlighting female pleasure in the film. I'm not even going to touch that one. April 27th, 2022, Olivia Wilde is served custody papers while promoting Don't Worry Darling at CinemaCon. And this is where we need to take a hard cut right here. Okay, just to talk about how fucking awesome that is. Not that. More of a, was it not speculated that they got divorced because she was like sleeping with uh, Harry Styles? Yeah. And so while she is like promoting the movie at CinemaCon, she's basically served papers. Now, some people had been pissed at Sudeikis for that. They had been like, why did he do it at that moment? And it's like, but dude, he, I gave that off. Have... Had yeah. no control over that. And it was like, it was just this very odd moment of maybe there should have been better security at CinemaCon to where some guy right. could like serve her fucking papers there. Like, that's a terrible look. Um, but to be fair, this weird confluence of shit where you had probably done something with this guy you were directing and acting with. And now all of a sudden, the, the movie that you did this with, with him at, you're now getting served papers for while you're promoting. Like that's right. insanity. Like that's you know, wild that's, fucking shit. That's like beautiful cosmic karma, just mm. like coming down the full force. Another thing that I hadn't thought of, but like it would be, I think it's a, a funny thing to consider. Just imagine if like, like for whatever reason, Olivia Wilde really pissed off Lauren Michaels for fucking over his boy Jason Sudeikis, and this is somehow somehow this one huge fucking SNL skit that's playing out, like orchestrated by Lauren Michaels. <laughs> I could totally see him doing that, and then it just ending with like, 
live in New York. It's Saturday, <laughs> it's Saturday night. night. And she's Dude, just like, what the fuck? He's got all the connections and like he's one of the most powerful people in Hollywood. Like, yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. Yeah. No, that shit's crazy that it, 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 it's, it's pure karma. And yeah, it's hysterical that <laughs> anyone was able to like pull off serving her papers in the middle of the speech. Yeah. In the middle of like a speech. And I'm pretty sure it was like being streamed or televised, like whole nine yards. Right. Well, maybe not streamed, but like there were multiple journalists in the audience just like live tweeting the shit out of it. Right. Like people knew in the moment when what was happening. So yeah, that's I mean, I found it I like a lot of people were really pissed off about it, but I think it's hilarious. They just didn't know what was going on in that moment. But to me it was like, oh Jesus Christ. All right. Well like, and like happening. people thought it was just disrespectful, like that you're you know taken away from her mm-hmm. moment. But like it's if you weird. if you read just any into it at all it seems like she kind of had it coming um okay july 21st 2022 olivia wilde praises florence Pugh on instagram uh she says on instagram watch this one work with such a fucking thrill cannot wait to show you more uh and with a picture of her watching you know uh, dailies i guess on set i mean what's well, yeah those are probably dailies well or she's just watching playbacks yeah anyways August 16th. We know the 20- terms. Yeah, we do. We're fucking filmmakers. August 16th, 2022. Florence Pugh says, Don't worry, darling. It shouldn't be reduced to sex scenes. Okay. I mean, that's weird that you have to like Preface say that. The entire <laughs> fucking movie. Yeah. That's that's odd. Uh okay, August 24th, 2022. We're getting real close to like the whole the, the, festival. The shit going down at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real fun, fun stuff. August 24th, 2022, Olivia Wilde calls Florence Pugh ex- extraordinary and shuts down clickbait rumors. Um, At this point, she knows that like she probably has something out there that is her like bad mouthing fl- like Florence Pugh. Right, right. Like I've got to like hype her up just Plus, in case. There's rumors that came around that comment that um, Harry Styles was paid three times more than Florence Pugh. But Olivia Wilde calls those rumors clickbaity, which okay, that... that's a bad fucking look. If your boyfriend makes three times more than like an actual actress, like a really reputable actress. Sorry, I'm just reading through this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, if if it's different, like you kind of have to kind of take a bigger picture of if it's Leonardo DiCaprio versus um, pick a fucking actress. Like a France McDormand. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Like name brand wise, why they would be paid? Mm, France McDormand's maybe not. That's not a good, yeah, it's not a good example. Let's say, okay, let's say like, um, uh Denzel Washington opposite like uh I don't know the girl from uh uh who's my son's wife? Oh um I was gonna say Claire Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I so like say, I was gonna say Denzel Washington and the person that plays Shuri in Black Panther. Like 
Yes. That's a good comparison where Denzel Washington, because of name recognition, deserves to be paid three and a half million or three times more than her. Where, sorry, Lawrence Pugh has a way better track record than Harry Styles at this moment. Well, maybe at, we're not being fair, though, because, like, you can't only consider the, like, acting aspect of it. Like, sure, Florence Pugh only in the movie realm is probably more renowned than Harry Styles. But if you take into account everything Harry Styles does in his fucking insane following from One Direction and his like uh kind of solo tour then then like she he probably does far overshadow Florence Pugh but in no in no world should he be making three times more like I think it would be like somewhat of a story if they were making the same amount of money right because like it you have to include in there that he's probably boning the director that too that's that's where it changes if you have a romantic involvement with the director and all of a sudden you're making three times more than the actress who has a proven track record of acting. That's of like acting in Oscar yes. nominated winning fucking movies. Yeah. When you If you take that bit out, then it's like, all right, well, yeah, it's Harry Styles. Like he's just a world renowned singer. He is one of the top people entertainment wise makes a little bit more sense but like when you throw that in it's just like no that's that's fucking shitty like he he probably got that because he was with olivia wilde yeah it's partially because but partially because it was olivia wilde and partially just because like you know his agent said look you're getting like one of the biggest pop stars in the world right now he needs to be making x amount of money and Florence Pugh probably didn't have that heft of representation in the negotiation. Yeah. Right, and so and probably had her salary negotiated when it was opposite Shia LaBeouf, not Harry Styles, the biggest fucking pop star in the world. Anyways, um, let's move on. August 24, 2022, Olivia Wilde says she fired Shia LaBeouf to protect the set from combative energy. Sure, whatever. August 26, 2022, Shia LaBeouf denies Olivia Wilde's claim that he was fired. Um, then, okay, so we're about to get into the Venice Film Festival with the next one. Which, like, let's, I want to touch on this real fast. Here, Wait. let's see. Yeah, let me read what uh, Shia said in his email. Okay. It says, I know that you're beginning your press run for uh, Don't Worry Darling, and the news of my finders attracted clickbait as I still persona non grata and may remain as such for the rest of my life but speaking of my daughter and i often think about the news articles she will read when she is literate and i and though i owe and she will owe for the rest of my life but no I, and though i owe and will owe for the rest of my life i only owe for my actions he concluded in the email fire me never took place olivia and while i fully understand the attractiveness of pushing that story because of the current social landscape the social currency that it brings is not the truth so i humbly asking as a person with an eye toward making things right that you correct the narrative as best you can I hope none of this negative affects you and your film is successful in all the ways you want it to be. So, okay. So he kind of like, you know, clacks back a little bit and says like, look, you didn't fire me. He didn't really explain like what happened, but at the very yeah. least he, he wants it known that like 
He wasn't fired for poor behavior. Yeah, it was not him at all. It was, which that makes me believe, make, make me think, what was going on with Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles before this? Like, why did she really want him there? Right, yeah. Okay, now we're getting into the film festival. September 5th, 2022, Florence Pugh skips Don't Worry Darling Press at Venice Film Festival, where Olivia Wilde sidesteps questions about the rumors. Um, oh, wait, does this not include the video? What video? So... Yeah, they um, there was a video that came out of of um what's her name olivia wilde basically calling uh shia labeouf and saying miss flo's gonna have to suck it up basically saying like in this video like basically saying that like she wanted shia labeouf to be on the film who uh florence Pugh did olivia wilde okay yeah nothing there's nothing in here about that yet hold on because it was before venice yeah, they don't say anything about it in this article. Yeah, Olivia Wilde begs Shia LaBeouf to stay on Don't Worry Darling in leaked video. Okay. All right. All right, so then the same day, Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde pose for a cast photo on the red carpet. Uh, and then the, the juiciest part of this fucking thing, fans dissect a viral clip of Harry Styles and Chris Pine at the premiere. Um, all eyes were on the cast as they headed to the film's premiere with fans and critics dissecting videos and photos from the screening for potential signs of conflict. The internet was abuzz after a clip began circulating as Styles taking a seat next to Pine, with some users theorizing that Watermelon Sugar Singer spit on the actor as he sat down. Uh, a rep for Chris Pine said, Just to be clear, Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. There's nothing but respect for the man. Yeah, and any suggestion otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist. Okay, so if you watch this clip, I'm sure everyone has seen this clip. If you like, yeah. you're if you're paying attention, he 100 percent spit on, on Chris Chris Pine. There's no, there's no doubt. fucking way he didn't spit on him. Yeah, like it is so blatantly clear. Not only from his like movement, but from the way that Chris Pine reacted. Yep. He spit on him. There's no way that didn't happen. And it's ridiculous. And I mean it's not ridiculous. And this was and we our person would come out and be like, Yeah, he didn't happen. Of course. What isn't mentioned in this article too is that I'm pretty sure Chris Pine or so or somebody like attributed this statement to Chris Pine, but like allegedly he said something to the effect that he was concerned with the behavior between Harry Styles and the director of the movie, that they were like running off and spending all the time together in their trailer in between yeah. takes and, and shit like that. And so the theory goes that Harry Styles was pissed off that someone was talking shit about his relationship with Olivia Wilde on set and so, for retribution, he spit on Chris Pine at the premiere. Which, yeah. like, what the fuck? It's one of the most insane, like, parts of any movie I've ever seen where just watch the video and you know exactly what has just happened. You also yeah, if have... you just watch it two or three times and, like, really pay attention to, to everything, 
it's super clear that he spit on Chris. Martin, I don't. I, I. But it's funny because like the Harry stands were just like, no, he didn't do that. Like he would never do that. And it's like, there's video, dude. Like it's clear. Not only is there video, but he like <sighs> pretty much there's there's pure confirmation that he like slept with a married woman. So like, yeah, you think it's up in the air that he you know spit on someone i don't know 100 percent no but and so like that all leads us to this coming thursday this movie drop. we got one more. we got a couple more okay real quick we jumped to september 8th olivia wilde doubles down on her claim that she fired shia labeouf and she said by responsibility was towards florence i'm like a mother wolf making the call was tricky but in a way he understood I don't think it would have been a process he enjoyed. He comes at his work with an intensity that can be combative. Um, then, uh, oh, she also said the complete horseshit idea that I left Jason for Harry is completely inaccurate. Our relationship was over long before I met Harry. Same day, Olivia Wilde says she and Florence Pugh worked very well together. Uh, Wilde addressed the baseless behind-the-scene rumors surrounding her relationship with Pew and the Don't Worry Darling set. She says, Florence Pugh's performance in the film was astounding. Um, also shut down any speculation that she was distracted on set by her relationship with Styles or that Pew had to direct herself at times. The idea that I had five seconds in the day to be distracted by anything is laughable. I was there before everyone, I was there after everyone, and it was a dream. It's not like this work was not enjoyable. It was just all-encompassing, she explained. And that is the uh, culmination of this article. I think it leaves out actually a lot of the more kind of juicier stuff, but that yeah, it probably is a more concise explanation of everything that is confirmed and came directly from any of the you know parties' actual mouth. Like, what does Florence Pugh have for making up any of this? Like, what what does she have to gain? making up anything like yeah I basically had to direct myself on certain parts of this film like mm-hmm. nothing right like, nothing mean, to gain at any it, it would even be like the opposite of that she would actually be kind of like making herself look bad by saying that because you yeah. know in, in a lot of future directors eyes she it, it's basically her saying like look uh, I had criticisms of the director, and not only did I have criticisms of the director, I'm also airing that dirty laundry like in the press for like everybody to see, for everyone to see, and like yeah, I, I think that would be a negative for anyone wanting to hire mm-hmm. her in the future. So I think I think that's bullshit. The whole I to be devil uh, devil's advocate here though, yeah, like I do think it is kind of weak shit that she like uh, set out of the press junket. Like, it, like, it, what would that have helped at that point? It wouldn't. I don't think it would have helped anything. Like, in regards to the whole like relationship between her and the director and all that bullshit. But I mean, she does have a responsibility to the movie to just like do True. the press junket, answer the questions about the movie, give her background and her context in making the movie, and and promoting the movie. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's really interesting to hear all of the actors and actresses and producers and directors, you know, kind of behind the scenes 
like take of what happened on the movie she doesn't have to talk about any of the drama but like do the press junket like kind of that's i i would i see that as part of their jobs like part of their job is promoting the movie and like going through the rigors of, of doing the press um and it's i don't know i think it's unfortunate that you know again it's it doesn't look good for her for future movies that she was unwilling to fulfill kind of a basic part of the job of her job yeah and i don't think i really just don't think it's a good look for her it, it kind of you know makes her out to be the bad guy when really you know she kind of probably ate a lot of shit in this whole process and doesn't need to be you know making the situation any worse for herself what was your excitement which moment? is easy for me to say whatever like yeah you know. What was your excitement level for this movie before you heard about all the drama? I don't know. On a scale of the ten, like maybe a six or seven. What's it what's, right? What's it right now with this movie? Two days away. I don't think it. I don't think it's changed at all. Honestly. Really? Yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm a little bit less excited, right? Because like, interesting. Okay. Like the the premiere has happened. The reactions have come out. Like I was more. I was more hopeful for like the quality of the movie before all this shit happened because all the yeah. drama, the Venice film festival happened. And on top of that, like the reviews haven't been good. No, so, they have not been good at all. And suppose like, it's just the ending, like the ending of the movie is not great. So that's yeah. what's got me really worried. And I've like, I haven't read any of the reviews and I haven't like read any of the spoilers, anything like that. You know, I've just heard <clears throat> like murmurings around the reviews and around the Rotten Tomatoes score. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm I am excited to see it. But like, you know, if I was at a seven excitement level before all this bullshit, like I'm probably at like a six now. So, OK. No, I'm very intrigued to see this movie. I'm excited to see it on Thursday. Um, we'll have a full reaction to it on Monday. Let you guys know what we're thinking on this movie. But it's time to get into some dragon talk, Ryan. You, from what I'm hearing, did not enjoy the fourth episode. But the fifth episode, you quite enjoyed. So real fast, what about the fourth episode did you not like? Other than Arkansas talk. uh, What? Oh, I got you. Okay. So I'll I'll read the synopsis real quick straight off the Wikipedia page, and then right. I'll kind of like <laughs> talk about what I didn't like, which is very it's gonna be very brief. Renira on a months long tour for concert meets and rejects countless suitors. She returns to King's Landing just as Prince Damon arrives from the Stepstones on his dragon Caraxes. Named the king of the narrow sea, Damon swears allegiance to King Viserys and hands over his crown. As the reunited brothers celebrate, Queen Allison confides her loneliness to Renira. After dark, Rhaenyra and Damon sneak off to explore King's Landing. They drink, attend a body play, and visit a brothel where Damon seduces a willing Rhaenyra, though he abandons her before they have sex. Because Returning to the impotent, is he? Is that what's going down? Some there. Uh, I'll I'll lay out why I think that. But go ahead. Okay, that's not what I got from that scene. Or, but I got gotcha. you. Returning to the Red Keep, Rhaenyra seduces Sir Criston. A spy informs Sir Otto, who tells the king about Damon and Rhaenyra's carousing. Allison overhears and privately questions Rhaenyra, who denies having sex with Damon. The king confronts a disheveled and hungover Damon, who seemingly confirms accusations and proposes he wed Rhaenyra. 
Viserys claims Damon only wants a crown, then exiles him to the Vale. To avoid scandal and strengthen the throne, Viserys orders Rhaenyra to marry Sir Lena Valarian. Viserys dismisses Sir Otto's hand after Rhaenyra's allegation that Otto manipulates the king for personal gain. Uh, Grand Maester Melos gives Rhaenyra a precautionary abortifacient tea. Um, a really weird way of saying that, but yeah. Yeah, apparently there's a whole Wikipedia page about that, which is fun. That's, Anyways. Um, not going down that rabbit hole. No. Okay, so my issue with this episode was just it was boring as fuck. I mean, nothing really happened. Like, yeah, not jack shit happened. Not jack shit that was actually of importance happened at all like in game like in the main game of thrones series like you would have off episodes where like it was kind of filler and there wasn't much excitement and like blah 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 but i mean like this was way way under that and it was such a boring ass episode yeah and it really feels like instead of having kind of like an off episode, and then a really banger of an episode. We pretty much just had, like, four straight, like, lead-up episodes that have all been, like, really minor happenings and nothing, like, that really is going to get your heart pounding, like we'll talk about in episode five. Um, You know, and I, like, I get it. It does progress the story in that, like, it pushes... Uh, series to kind of force Rhaenyra or Rhaenyra to take a suitor to agree to marry uh, the um, Valarian Valarian son, blonde dude. Um, like I, I get it. It progresses the story. It is it 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 you know has some interesting plot points. I w- I kind of would have wished that they like. Again, and I don't know if this is like part of the books or what, like what uh, creative licenses are taking here, but it would have been more interesting to me if uh, Damon and Renaria had ended up together and they yeah. had like kind of gone down that route. It's very clear from episode five and then the preview trailer after episode five that like that's definitely not fucking happening. Um, like legitimately it's not happening legitimately they're not getting married they're not gonna like what you have to you have to, it's it's an audio podcast alex you have to there are things coming that is going to happen that according to the lore of game of thrones if they really go down that road that is where that ends up okay well sp- okay major spoilers here like for episode five and the preview trailer, but from from watching the trailer, it seems to me like they were doing this whole thing where like she was married, but like all of her children, it's it's kind of be going to be like a Jamie Lannister situation where yeah, 100%. she's married, but all of her children are with her uncle Damon, but she's still like legitimately married to. <laughs> the other guy to the prince valarian and why um, would why would they not have legitimate children because prince valarian is gay as fuck yes yeah my point was like i would have i would have liked them to i would have liked to see like 
Damon and Rhaenyra like actually get married and like yeah. that be blessed by the king and like they just continue the, they're just like hey fuck everybody we're continuing the tradition of House Targaryen but that like that's not that definitely isn't happening right they're no, definitely I mean, not going to get married but well they might get married but it will not be blessed by fucking anybody and it right. will not be something that will give them the ability for her to be queen and it will be <clears throat> after her marriage ends or whatever happens with yeah. her first marriage right yeah with uh Lenor i think is the guy's name okay um okay no, so I, why did why do you wait sorry go ahead no i thought this i thought the fourth episode it was one of those ones where i was just like this is boring as hell like i'm just going to skip a couple of seconds ahead see like if anything else happens and just like nothing happened in that episode it was just mm. all filler shit to get to the point of where episode five picks up and if episode five picks up and it is a doozy of an episode yeah okay so real quick before i hit the synopsis for episode five why do you think why did you think damon was impotent? so um there's a scene in Episode four, when they go to the brothel and he kind of stops everything. Yeah. Before it really happens. And then she, or in episode five, at the very beginning, you meet Damon's wife, Lady Rhea, who's like, we never consummated this marriage. Like, this mm -hmm. has never happened. So there's a thought out there that maybe he's impotent. Maybe he's not really able to have sex because there's been multiple moments. And then earlier in the season, He's in the brothel and he's getting frustrated as he's like fucking whores and he like isn't able to really do anything. So there's been a couple moments now where it's kind of poking at the idea that maybe he's not really able to like get it up. Okay. So I, well, I, my reading of it was at least in the scene in episode four where he walks away from Renaria. Mm -hmm. that he like kind of realized the implications of actually going ahead with that like it would if the king found out he'd probably be fucking dead yeah um, like oh, yeah yeah that for sure so that was my reading of that and then like the whole deal with like the prostitute and his wife my reading of that was for whatever reason he's like not sexually attracted to anybody other than like Renera. his yeah, yeah like his kin like he he can't like he can't get it up for anyone who's not Tar Targaryen has the silver hair like yeah it, that like he is so like obsessed with the tradition of House Targaryen that he literally can't like sleep with anybody else. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would buy into that because. It's very obvious within the like house Targaryen that they like incest is best type thing. And so mm -hmm. I I would I would buy into that idea for sure. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see because clearly, again, spoilers, if we're saying that Damon uh you know starts fathering children with an area, like either he gets over his impotence or like my theory is right, where he just can only you can know have sex with his... only have kids have, have sex with somebody within his own family. Yeah. 
which Jesus Christ, that's Game of Thrones as fuck. Chill the fuck out, HBO. You've okay. chill the fuck out, George R. R. Martin. What the fuck? This is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is a little to do with HBO. HBO is in those meetings, just like they're gonna do what now? No, 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 no. Wait, all fuck each other. Let's be real. HBO read that instead of being like, oh God, like get this shit away from us. They're just throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at this shit to to put it on the screen. That Alabama shit. Give it. Give it. Okay. So, uh, episode five. Returning to Runestone, Damon murders his wife, Leda Ray Royce. In the it doesn't actually say that. It straight up does. I kid you not. That's amazing. The, the, the literally the first line of the synopsis for episode five goes: "Returning to Runestone, Damon murders his wife, Leda Ray Royce." The in only the way that's more accurate if it's just like Damon straight up murders his wife. Is a uh, is a uh, Game of Thrones a prequel to Succession now? Like confirmed? I mean. There's an argument to be made that Succession is just a modern version of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but this lady's name is last name's Royce. Anyway, oh, uh, but they're, they're Roy, right? Yeah, they're Roy, but Roy Star. But yeah, whatever. Okay, in the Dritmar, King Viserys arranges a marriage between Rhaenyra and Sir Laner, mollifying Lord Corlys Valerian. Rhaenyra <laughs> understands Laner's sexual orientation, gay, and proposes <laughs> proposes they perform the royal duties. While having lovers. Before leaving King's Landing, Sir Otto warns Queen Alicent that if Renera becomes queen, Alicent's children will be considered a threat to the throne. Alicent discreetly questions Sir Kristen about Renera and Damon, only to learn Kristen was the princess's lover. At a celebratory feast, Alicent enters the hall during the king's speech, purposely wearing a green gown. House highlights her single color for a call to arms. Sir Gerald Royce claims Damon murdered his cousin, Leda Rhea. Damon denies it, demands his late wife's lands. Laner's lover, Sir Joffrey Loudmouth, that's that's appropriate, surmises that Sir Kristen loves Renera and smugly suggests they guard each other's secrets. Kristen conflicted. Not a smart over... move there, bro. No, not, not a good move. Kristen, conflicted over breaking his nightly vows, is infuriated and fatally beats Joffrey. Laner <laughs> is openly devastated by Joffrey's death. Renera and Laner are privately wed, a frail Viserys collapses immediately after. As Kristen is about to commit suicide over his misdeed, Alicent intervenes. <clears throat> okay. This is where I have to make a confession. Okay. I did some research and read into the backstory of certain characters on uh, Game of Thrones. Basically, Sir Kristen Cole becomes like Alicent's bitch. Okay. And at some point becomes, in the book. In the book. In the stories that like George R. R. Martin has written. So this fucking this, guy, I swear to God. Yeah. At certain point, he becomes hand of the king. Like he is one of the most influential Sir Christian Cole, influential people in the realm. Basically brought up by Rhaenyra, fucked by Rhaenyra. Fucked again, metaphorically, by Rhaenyra. Thrown away by Rhaenyra. Now picked up by Alicent. And then risen to Hand of the King. Wait, does it become Hand of the King for uh, the current king? No. Okay. Okay. Something else later. Okay. Yeah, no, don't. Well, let's not go that far. Let's No, but that's what I'm finding very interesting about this show right now is 
there's a very laid out like blueprint of where this show is going and they're very methodically even if they've had these like time jumps getting to that point and now we're at this moment where i thought sir christian cole is about to fucking harakiri himself yeah i really thought he was gonna harry it was funny because marina's <laughs> like is he gonna harry carry himself and he was literally gonna seppuku himself yeah he was like, about to like fuck himself up and it was like at the last moment, Allison Hightower walks out and finds him about to do this and stops him. Yeah. And um, no, I'm as disinteresting as episode four was, episode five made up for it and then just went above and beyond for me. Like, I thought episode five was absolutely kick ass. Yes. Cool. <laughs> no this was like okay so i think we've been doing ratings for each episode so far yeah like i would have to rate episode four at like a 2.75 or a three something something like that and if i had to rate like episode five i think was up there with like the top five to ten episodes of game of thrones ever like the way they built that final scene up like non-verbally and just how they tracked through the crowd of the dinner party how the the music crescendoed uh, to the point where like sir Kristen just lays the fucking wood on laner's boyfriend um i think yeah joffrey lawnmouth lawnmouth um i mean it was fantastic i would like have to rate that episode at like a 4.5 i think out of yeah, out of five I'd, right i put that one at a 4.5 i probably put the other one at like a 2.5 but you basically had back-to-back intro scenes where allison is introduced into the hall and damon is in or i guess damon went before her those both those scenes were such like high stakes just jaw-dropping stomach-clenching scenes that you're like, I don't know what the hell is about to happen. Like those were incredibly well done scenes. Well, even like the whole, the whole like third of the episode, because that that scene starts with uh, the Driftmark house coming in. So yeah, Sorlane, like that was fucking cool as shit. We're like, Where'd they I came th- in. Yeah, they came in. Then Damon came in. Then Allison came in. Like, all of that was just, like, incredibly well done. And then, like, you had just this, like, masterful buildup to... And the, the way they tracked around the crowd and then, like, like very specifically focused on certain people, you had no idea what was about to happen. Like, you no. were like, I don't know if someone from Allison's camp is about to kill Laner. I don't know if someone's going to kill Rhaenyra. I don't know if, like, so the king's about to fucking die. No idea what's about to happen here. Which then you had the fucking like straight up death scene and then the fucking king collapses. And you're like, right, oh, he's fucking dead. Like it was just and even the craziness. way when the shit went down, even the way they obscured what was happening, because all of a sudden the crowd oh, went yeah. to a frenzy and the redcoats came in uh to, to like break shit up. And then you finally focus in to see that like uh Sir Christian, 
No, isn't there like the separate? You have the Knights Guard, and then I guess it is the gold clothes. Yeah, but they were wearing red because they're serving House Targaryen. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um. Yeah, and dude, like you finally get to the point where like okay, uh, Sir Kristen is like beating the shit out of him, like. The, the dude he's being the shit out pulls a knife he blocks a knife and he crushes his face I thought they were gonna go with a callback to um uh what's his fucking name Jesus Christ uh oh this... uh, Pedro Pascal's character Pedro Pascal and his eyes just gouged out of his face but he that basically happened uh so I mean the entire like into the episode was just amazing like this sure. is like exactly why you watch game of thrones like this it was funny to like because marina hadn't seen like any of the the original game of thrones series and like at the end of the game of thrones at, at the end of episode five like you could legitimately turn to her and be like hey this is why you fucking watch game of thrones this is like game of thrones right here this is how you like you just stack your fucking vein to like shoot it right in oh. this is like peak game of thrones do you are you um worried i don't know if that's the right way to preface this but like worried about missing the actresses that played rhaenyra and allison hightower absolutely not because i have like a hundred percent uh confidence in hbo okay to, to you know like those actresses we didn't know them before episode one like i i i'm very very confident in the fact that they know what they're doing and like have um just as capable performers people coming up ready to go for episode six through ten it does kind of i mean it does kind of suck that like it's a full you know we only got five episodes with with those actresses you know and it's kind of like a catch-22 because like if they had kept those those actresses and done ten episodes in that time period. Would we just have gotten more filler episodes without a lot of shit going down, you know? Or but then it's it is shitty that we we don't get them for more episodes, but we may get more, you know, kind of intriguing episodes and storylines as we get further down the timeline. Right. Yeah. So, so I think things are really going to heat up as like the Targaryen Civil War really pops off, you know, and like it, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm hopeful and pretty confident that the back half of the season is going to be far, far more entertaining or at least kind of action packed than the first uh, half was. Yeah. We're, we're getting very close to a civil war and it's going to be fucking crazy when it hits. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we're getting to a point where all the pieces are kind of moving into place. We're going to get some real action soon. So I'm, I'm super stoked on this show and I'm liking that we're doing it every week and just getting together and watching it. So, yeah. What was your kind of ratings for these? I'll go with like a four and a half for, um, what was it for episode five? five. And I would probably say two and a half, two point seven five for episode four. Uh, okay. I thought, like I said, the the fourth episode, I was just like, I don't care about this. Like, like let's just skip forward. Four and a half, I was locked in almost every moment. I thought the fucking ending of that was some of the best that I've seen 
in this show and in Game of Thrones, maybe not Red Wedding style, but they obviously had an idea to pull out the stops on a wedding scene and they did a really, really good job of it. Um, and so I've, I've really, really enjoyed this show so far and they've exceeded my expectation. Have they exceeded your expectations to this point? No. Why, why is that? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen anything that's like, would, you know, my, because my expectations were based off like what Game of Thrones was on average throughout the what okay. six seasons right yeah that's what you mean so like they it, ha- it hasn't really hit my expectations for what it could be or yeah. what game of thrones was at its best um <clears throat> but like it, it is very very close especially after episode five yeah um you know like i think we're 90 percent of the way there in terms of like getting to the point where I think a Game of Thrones show should be. Well, no, I think we're getting pretty, pretty freaking close. And we'll be back with episode six next week, as well as a breakdown of Don't Worry, Don't Worry Darling, the Olivia Wilde yeah. movie. I cannot wait to watch that. Alex will eventually catch up on Lord of the Rings so we can start reviewing that. Because I was hoping we'd be able to review both of those. As How we many went. episodes are there now? Uh, four. Okay, I'll blow through one of them tonight, and I'll make sure we're caught up next week so we can talk through that as well. Because, you know, I I don't want to, like, kind of put you down, but Lord of the Rings is fucking better than House of the Dragon. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll catch up on it. I'll get to it this week. End, week, week, end, end. But, Ryan, this was a fun episode. So much, yeah, super fun. This next enjoy. What's up? This next episode will be live, so we don't have moments like that. We can be together and hug and cuddle yes. with your doggo. Eat more chili. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so good. Um, but it's only going to get better, too, because it gets better as it gets colder outside. Oh, my God. Seriously, though. Um, <laughs> but everybody, thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Furloughed Film Talks podcast. We'll be back with more Game of Thrones, maybe a little Lord of the Rings, and a lot of Don't Worry Darling next episode but thank you for checking this episode out and we will talk with you next week adios amigos